All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth-building market insights. Schreiber, and this is Bull Bear Radio. It's episode number 61. Don Schreiber, it seems like we've got the Yo, Fed uh, effect in full effect, and what the Fed's saying, it's all good in the hood, baby. Now, the, the media's been debating this thing for like a couple of weeks now, trying to make heads or tails. Market going higher? Is it going lower? Is this a head fake? I'm not so sure. Dude, does that surprise you? The media's like a bobblehead, you know what I mean? They can't figure out what they want to talk about. Got to talk about something. But I think that, you know, you don't fight the Fed. The Fed put is in. The Fed put don't is in. Don't fight the Fed. Don't fight the Fed. The market Period. is going to go higher unless something nasty, gnarly, bad, bad happens. And we don't see that. You know, we had a wish list. Well, yeah, there are a couple before, of things we were talking before about. Before the, the holidays, show. man, we had a wish list. Number one, get the Fed out of the way. Mm. Fed's out of the way. Yep. Number two, get a trade deal with China. They're working on it. They're working on it. Looks like they might actually pull it off by March 1st. Whoa. Number three, infrastructure bill. Last night in uh, President's uh, State of the Union address, he was talking about a bipartisan uh, huh? drive bipartisan huh? to actually what'd you say pass a significant infrastructure spending bill is is bipartisan mean two parties both parties everybody like, getting on the same page baby oh man I don't know about that but hey it know. could happen it could happen you know what I mean there you know ferries exist. You know, Miracle uh, on 34th Street. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know come I on. Mean, Santa Claus is definitely out there. The Bad News Bears, you know, or whatever they were, uh, won, you know, the, the Kids World Series or something like that, hey, in that in that movie a long time ago. Listen, listen. I lots Stuff of, happens. Lots hey, of, the Karate Kid came back. You know, he got it. nailed in the knee and he comes and does, uh, you know, the swan and just saves the day. That's wax it. on, wax off, baby. Even better. Even better. Lots of power and prayer. Right. Pray. <laughs> Okay. Pray we get some cooperation between parties. So look, there was big news last week in our in our neck of the woods with uh, stock buybacks and dividends. Uh, the representative from New York, Chuck Schumer, and the other dude, Bernie Sanders, were talking about we got to get rid of these buybacks. And we were talking about this at lunch uh, the other day. And uh, you were saying, dude, you know, I kind of for it i was i was a little surprised and then we got into it why do you feel that uh stock buybacks need we need to curb those a little bit what's, well, listen, what's stock, going on there stock, buy, stock buybacks when you take all your profit and you pour it into stock buybacks and you don't invest invest in the future of the company you're not innovative anymore you're not paying people more getting the best talent you know you're not uh, expanding plant and equipment putting out new products you lose your edge. And so companies have been uh, essentially throwing away 
tremendous amounts, trillions of dollars in profit. Why would they do on that? On stock buybacks so that they can make it look like the earnings are actually rising because you're taking the share count down. So the same level of earnings spread across a fewer number of shares actually makes hmm. it looks like earnings per share are rising. It's called financial engineering, smoke and mirrors, folks. It really doesn't do anything long term. But for some reason, the market bids up stocks uh, because of the uh, uh, earnings effect and because there are less shares outstanding. So there's more demand for the fewer shares so that are there. Guess what? This is the largest uh, steal. You know, stick them up. Rob them and stick them up. Probably in, in the history of the world in terms of wealth. In 1980 or so, 1981, the U.S. government came out with a law. Whenever the government gets in the middle of something and tries to legislate better behavior by, in this case, they said, okay, executives, CEOs get paid too much. The man in, you know, on the, on the, on the line, basically, you know, the, the average worker is getting paid, you know, a hundred times less per hour than the CEO. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a cap on the amount of salary that you can pay a CEO or a president and have it be deductible, and it was a million-dollar cap. Mm -hmm. That's when stock-based compensation became the rage. And so executives, board members, get granted a significant amount of stock every year. We're talking about tens of millions, 50 million, $100 million packages, and all they have to do is get the stock price to go up so that their options can be exercised and they become the major shareholders of the corporations. And very, and very I have wealthy. A, I have a real problem with this, right? I have a, not only are we creating massive number of billionaires off of this, but the shareholders who actually invested in the company to begin with are the people who own the company. They're getting robbed. They're getting robbed by the executives. So would you rather have companies... And, and politicians uh, are complicit because these CEOs are now swinging billion-dollar bank accounts, and they fund their campaigns. Okay. So this not, is not a good thing. This not, is not this is contributing a proponent of stock no. buybacks. Would it's, you rather I think that it's, the companies? Uh, I think it's return really that to shareholders in the form of dividends. Dividends work better. Dividends definitely. are better. They're okay. on the wrong track about dividends. Dividends actually return excess profits to shareholders on a continuous basis, typically over years. They don't, and they continue to reinvest. Payout ratios haven't changed on dividends. Most companies are paying out approximately 40% of profit in the form of dividends. In the last 10 years, companies have taken all the excess profit and borrowed money to do these buybacks because it's in their best interest. Gotcha. So you like dividends. And if you know they weren't doing the buybacks, that would be a big chunk of change that you could also reinvest in the business, Man, correct? Can you imagine... I would love to see what corporate America could do in terms of innovating new products, being more competitive globally because they were actually investing in themselves, in the businesses themselves. My goodness. Okay. So so buybacks. That's a 20-year future I'd like to see. Buy, buybacks, you know, could be followed by an expletive in your book. Anyway. Anyway, moving along here, Okay. What? Okay. I don't, what? You're I don't a, need you're any expletives. Up. I just put it out there. The okay. whole thing. I'm just saying. 
not good corporate policy, and it's contributing to the inequities that uh, you know we have such a populist fervor over, which is the difference. Okay, uh, okay, okay. I'm shutting this down now. State of the Union last night. Okay, what about it? There are a couple of things in there that uh, you know. Uh, Do you like we, it? Well, we were talking about that a minute ago. I think I think it's important to highlight the few things that could come uh, of it if we could get some bipartisan moves here to get like the infrastructure spend to, to pass USMCA, right? Well, we have, hey, the listen, replacement for NAFTA. We already These have could be huge. We already for the have economy, one right? landmark trade deal that is far better than the NAFTA deal that it replaces, and Congress which is Democratic-controlled, has to pass that bad boy for it to actually become law and, and function, right? And, that and one of the American problems, workers? Yes, and one of the problems that we have is that the Democrats are looking towards the 2020 election, and they don't want to give in on anything. So if the trade deals that are negotiated, which are better, get thrown out baby with the bathwater, so to speak— because of this partisan move for election positioning, that would be tragic for the U.S. economy. Same thing with the infrastructure bill. These things are very important in terms of where the economy goes next. And the U.S. has got the, it's the strongest economy. We would lift the entire world up in terms of GDP growth rate if we get this stuff right. And the rest of the world needs our help right now. So the Fed, hugely accommodative here, right? Some people were debating, will the Fed come back? You get some strong numbers and reverse course. We'll get to that in just a second. Trade war looks to be coming to a conclusion, we'll hope. And we might get an infrastructure spend. All these things could be huge, right? Uh, let's talk about earnings for a second we're in earnings season nobody's yeah, talking really that much about earnings because you know what guess what it's been better than expected across the board so far this earnings season yeah we're looking good man next maybe not so much and we'll get to that in a second but so far this earnings season pretty smoking right give us give us the digits well here here's the 411. 283 companies reporting in the S&P 500. Earnings growth. Growth. 14.05% across the board. Better than expected. Revenue growth at 6.46%, my friends. In line. So uh, the big winner here, surprise, surprise, communication services. 20% earnings growth. Revenue growth of 13.94%. Looking a little skinny everywhere else, but hey, you know what's a bright spot too? Energy. You know, where they've been down the last couple of quarters, earnings growth, 84%, and revenue growth, a 9%. Better than expected. I mean, pretty good. Not bad. Not, We're not liking too shabby. This. We're You've liking this. Double digits earnings growth in uh, industrials and consumer discretionary, 18.73 and 18.8% respectively, followed by healthcare and financial services at 11.79 and 12.76%. So great earnings growth across the board there. The thing that would concern me that we were talking about just a couple minutes ago is we're looking a little skinny on uh, on revenue so far this quarter. You know, industrials, we're looking at a, uh, well, I'm sorry, that's that's materials 
uh, 0.89%, industrial 6.33%, consumer discretionary 7.23%, not too shabby, staples 5.25%, healthcare 8.64%, financials, uh-oh, 2.31%, that's with 52 of 68 reporting, information technology, not looking so hot this quarter, earnings of 5.97%, and uh, this was about half reporting so far, 1.32% in terms of revenue growth. Well, man, Ooh. you know, uh, when, when they moved all the uh, really big, fast growers, the superstar companies to from Infotech service, right. to communication services, they kind of left, uh, you know, the uh, sector of uh, info, uh, Infotech. In- Infotech, right? Um, Got kneecapped. Yeah, but they, they they left the less than stellar performers there. Yep. So that's what it's looking like this quarter. Next quarter, what's forecast? Man, I tell you what, the warning signs are flashing red, red, negative numbers, and you know some sirens are going off. They're, we're going to send up some balloons and hope that this is going to look uh, better. We, send we got, up some balloons. Yeah, man, hope floats. You've heard that about the markets, hope floats. But what's that sending balloons up? Well, you know, it's a hopeful thing to do. Okay. All right. All right. Balloons. I I think we'll leave it off at the balloons for a second. We'll be right back. We'll be talking some stocks, dividend paying stocks, and some observations on what, uh, you know, stocks are doing so far, you know, this quarter. Balloons, man. Balloons. Hope floats, baby. Balloons. The WBI Dividend Retirement Strategy is designed for moderate investors seeking a high level of current income from dividend-paying stocks. By combining passive and active dividend ETFs, the strategy seeks to maximize return and dividend income while providing downside risk protection. Visit WBIinvestments.com for more information. And we're back. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, go check us out over on Twitter. Light us up. You know. um, Follow us. Yeah, check us out on Twitter, WBI CEO for Don, WBI President for me. Check us out on LinkedIn. You know, Bull Bear Radio's on Twitter, Instagram, all kinds of good stuff. You got to check us out. Absolutely. Share us with your friends, your mothers, your brothers, you know, and, and we'll leave it at that. And if you want to, you know. No, uh, no crazy stalking following, though, okay? Yeah, and don't send us balloons. Uh-oh. Don might like balloons. Hey, balloons are nice. I you like know what balloons. I like? Dividend-paying stocks that perform well. I like them, too. You know? I've uh, always liked them. I like dividend-paying stocks that perform well. You know, we've been getting more fully invested, I've noticed, Don Schreiber. Yeah, man. You know? we, we, we went from, uh, you know, pretty much uh, high cash, all cash, to uh, no cash. Yeah. So we're pretty, That's much, good, man. We're, pretty much all the way there. We're, ca- we're catching some What uh, are you noticing about returns. the names that are coming into the portfolios here? Dude, we got, uh, you know, we made some adjustments, as we talked about in prior shows, where, you know, we have a, uh, a, a value-biased uh, uh, process, and we made some tweaks to our uh, power factor models. These are the uh, models that we use to select securities. And, um, you know, we're value, still value-leaning, but we moved a little bit more to the core, and we're getting some really nice-looking growth stocks. Yeah. I mean, some good names. Yeah. And, and and some surprises. General Motors today is a good example. We picked up General Motors um, in a couple of our portfolios. You know, that looked like a company that was down and out, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Autos haven't been performing too much. But, you know, 
Bang! So super I, good I earnings, remember, super good revenue. I can't remember the last time that we uh, owned a, an airline company. Well, and we've got a couple of those. Uh, well, you know, we just picked up Southwest. And again, we're not endorsing a particular name or trying to highlight winners or losers or anything like that. I'm just, Southwest came into the portfolio. It, it was surprising to me. And, uh, you know, we were we were taking a look at this earlier. And, uh, you know, Love, L-U-V, is uh, cheap. From a PE perspective, it, it's a 13 and a half uh, PE multiple. It's got about a 1% dividend yield, so a little bit below S&P 500. A more growth-oriented name here, but, you know, a, a name that historically we haven't bought. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we, we uh, uh, allow some of the uh, lower, more growthy names uh, into the portfolio today, and, you know, that's one of them that got there. Well, the thing that really su- surprises me is the amount of tech we have, man. You know, we semiconductors, they have, you know, when Apple uh, uh, got shred uh, recently, you know, and uh, went down, all of the semiconductor suppliers got beat up, and we we ended up with a whole bunch of semiconductors. Yeah, well, like... It became value. I mean, you know, they, they had they had lower uh, PEs. The prices came down. They're a little bit better value play. Uh, you know, we got some of those in there, you know? Yeah, well, we, we've got into it, you know, and again, this, this isn't very value-oriented. It's got a PE of 44. It's a, you know... Uh, 44? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that. Very low yield, but, you know, again, the... the uh, you know, fundamentals look pretty good, you know, on, on the particular name. And then we've got other names like Texas Instruments, Exalinx, uh, Analog Devices. You're right. I mean, all these are Broadcom. information technology. We picked up Broadcom. You know, um, and I don't remember owning Broadcom before. Or we've got Cisco Systems. And then this is in WBIL, our quality ETF, which is, you know, quality fundamentals. You have Microsoft, uh, TJX, Lowe's, S&P, uh, Global, Ross Stores, Nike, MasterCard, Johnson & Johnson, Walmart, Procter & Gamble. I mean, the list is pretty that's strong. A, that's a pretty high-quality lineup, I think. Yeah, and a lot of these got beaten down last year, so the PEs are pretty low. You know, the one thing that's pretty cool, though, is that you can blend some of these names together. We manage them actively, obviously, looking for opportunities every day. And if they go down, we have a stop loss. But, you know, we were talking a little bit about WBIY. So you have a a passive smart beta or smarter beta uh, approach where the security selections really strong based on factors, which is what we do. So you can incorporate a factor security selection process in a more passive quarterly rebalancing discipline. And, you know, advisors have been asking us, you know, if, if we have um, a, a situation where we get stopped out of stocks and we're holding some cash and we're not getting the upmarket return in our traditional actively managed strategies, they say, couldn't you give us the security selection you have, which is pretty good, you know, all the time, uh, in a more passive format without the stops in the way. So what we did is we rolled out WBIY, which is our uh, WBI um, power factor high dividend approach. Mm-hmm. And we can pair that, you know, uh, 50-50 with a portfolio. We created a portfolio a few years ago that essentially blends 50% in the passive and 50% in the active. We call that dividend retirement strategy. And, you know, that's going to get more uh, of a full upmarket return uh, even in a higher risk environment where half the portfolio may be in some cash, but the half that's in passive is, you know, cranking some return. Well, and it's also cranking some dividends. You know, the SEC yield is 
uh, 30-day SEC yields north of 5% on the passive piece in WBIY. The returns have been pretty good, uh, you know, so far this year, or around the S&P 500 range, which is very attractive. And on the active side, as we staged in, we're starting to get more upmarket participation there. But you blend the two things together, and you've got a really respectable return so far this well, you year, do. right? You don't go down as much in a bear market. and Because you you've got the safety and, valve. And you've you got a little get, safety on the active side. You can raise yeah, the cash. Yeah, half the portfolio you know, can, can go to cash. So why are, um, why are more advisors not taking a look at this thing? I don't know. I don't think they know about it. DRS? Stands for Dividend Retirement Strategy. By the way, that happens to be my initials, DRS. That's Donald pretty, Robert Schreiber. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. What oh, a my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, look for that DRS Would you portfolio say it's one of your there, favorite it, portfolios? It is, because we could uh, intelligently pair two different approaches to investing and get a better overall result, we think. Sure. All right. Well, hey, you know, it's a little bit of a shorter episode here at Bull Bear Radio today. But uh, you want to keep talking? No, <laughs> let's 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 keep it at that, man. We we hit a little earnings. Earnings are pretty good, you know. Uh, next quarter is what we got to look out for. Might be a little soft next quarter, but you know, don't fight the Fed. And there could don't. be some other things here that could give stocks legs if we get the a trade deal and maybe an infrastructure spend. Yeah, we won't see earnings reports until uh, eight, sometime in April. So between now and then, could be all right. Don't worry, be happy. The yeah. Fed's got our back. Yep. Backstop. Backstop. All right. That's Bull Bear Radio. See you next week. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of the BBI may own stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time, and there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations, services, and fees are in the form ADV available upon request. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments Inc. Although a company may pay a dividend, prices of equity securities, including those that pay dividends, fluctuate. Investing on the basis of dividends alone may cause an investor to buy or sell certain securities when circumstances may or may not be favorable. WBIY's investment objective seeks to provide investment results that correspond to the price and yield before fees and expenses of the Selective Power Factor High Dividend Index. An investment in the fund is subject to investment risk, including the possible loss of principal amount invested. High-yielding stocks involve risks. These companies can be paying out more than they can support and may reduce their dividends or stop paying dividends at any time, which could have a material adverse effect on the stock price of these companies and the fund's performance. Investors should consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses carefully before investing. For prospectus and summary prospectus, visit WBIShares.com or call 1-800-772-5810. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Foresight Fund Services, Distributor. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments, Inc.
As of December 31st, 2018, WBIY 30-day SEC yield was 5.35% subsidized and 5.37% unsubsidized. As of December 31st, 2018, WBIY one-year returns negative 11.33% NAV and negative 12.03% market price. As of December 31st, 2018, WBIY since inception returns negative 0.10% NAV and 0.33% market price. WBIY's expense ratio is 0.70% net and 0.85% gross. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investment return and principal value of an investment will fluctuate so that an investor's shares, when redeemed, may be worth more or less than their original cost. Current performance may be lower or higher than the performance data quoted. For most recent month-end performance, go to www.wbishares.com.